Quick warning for drivers, this episode of IOM Recommends contains traffic sounds and the ambient soundscape of a city. DJ, producer, label owner and self-described music collector Michael Ho, or Mr. Ho, is a pillar of the dance music community in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, if you want bland food, like, you know, please, like, uh, you know, check out Mr. Ho's interview. If you want really <laughs> bland food, it's like the equivalent, if you go to UK, it's like, I'll take you to eat some porridge or something. Yeah, or like, yeah. I don't know, pie, pie and mash. Alongside partner Luca Lozano, Michael runs influential house and techno imprint Class A Rex, which has empowered him to regularly showcase his taste and skill as a DJ all over the world. Who better then to introduce us to Hong Kong and contextualise it against a wider cultural backdrop? Without further ado, IOM recommends Hong Kong with Mr. Ho. IOM recommends local scenes, global conversations. Um, please could you introduce yourself, where you're from, and like tell me a bit about your music career. Oh, okay. Um, my name is Mr. Ho. Um, I'm from Hong Kong. And I uh, am a DJ, a producer, and I also uh, co-run a label called Clatsarets with my partner, Luca Lozano. Um, And uh, my career, uh, yeah, a DJ producer and a record label owner, yeah, and, uh, you know, music collector. Yeah, perfect. So you lived in Berlin for a while, right? To be honest, I, 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 I wasn't planning to come back. Um, you know, I moved back around maybe five years ago now. And um, yeah, I, I didn't want to at the time, but now I'm very happy that I did because uh, uh, although I'm from here, like a large part of my music career, so to speak, um, was spent in Europe. And I wasn't really that familiar with what was going on in Asia. I had played, you know, a few times maybe in Hong Kong and Japan. And since I moved back, I've, I've managed to travel around a bit more, you know, like uh, to South Korea, uh, you know, um, Indonesia, like mainland China, Singapore. Um, yeah, so... It's it's pretty nice because um, uh, with the exception of Japan, I think the the uh, the, the music scene or you know the um, the kind of music that I'm into is still relatively uh, new here, or or better said, it has like a different uh, history, different timeline, mm. um, and um, yeah, it's. It's helped me develop a lot of my own individual style, actually, because um, when I was living in Europe, of course, I have my peers, uh, you know, in Berlin and stuff like, and, you know, it's very beautiful that we share records and, you know, knowledge together. But being here, like I'm a little bit further away and I kind of, yeah, develop my style a little bit more based on, um, you know, what the people want to hear or, yeah. or, or, or like a soundtrack to the environment. Sure. So I guess environment wise, like how, is there anything you prefer about the scene in Hong Kong to Berlin? Uh, there's this kind of excitement uh, because as I said before, everything is a little bit less, less heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- you know, like it, 
let's say if you if you play in UK or Europe, um, uh, like there'll be you know big tunes like hits that everybody knows, and you know like uh, those will obviously get a reaction. But you know in Hong Kong and actually, I remember specifically in um, mainland China where I've also toured quite a lot. Is uh, you know you you might play like a big tune and then oh reaction will be fine and then you play something that's completely unknown or I assume it to be you know not a hit <laughs> over there and people yeah. just react um, purely because of the music and I I feel maybe there's a little bit more of that um, mm. over here yeah oh, interesting mm. Mm. so um to get down to the actual the crux of it. Um, where do you like to go to eat in Hong Kong? Like, <laughs> I really, I literally eat almost like three times a week uh, um, the same thing. Like, in, in fact, I'm, I'm a kind of person I can eat the same thing every day for lunch. I like that kind of boringness. <laughs> three months of the same thing every day and then I'll go on to something new for about six Yeah, years. we're quite similar like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I like to go very in-depth to certain dishes. <laughs> but there's this, um, there's this, uh, uh, like, Chinese restaurant here where, like, uh, you know, like, it's uh, in Hong Kong, like, you know, we have Cantonese cooking. And Cantonese cooking, like, a lot of, a lot of it is, like, um, or a part that's quite unique is this kind of it's soup it's just like soup that's been like broth that's been cooked for a very 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 long time you know they use like a low heat and um like i literally have watercress soup three times a week with (laughs) rice so (laughs) i guess people traveling from abroad may not like be that excited uh, this this one spot called Super Kitchen just down the road on Javoy Street in Shenwan. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's nice to have a tradition, I think. <laughs> yeah, I also like. I mean, you know, what do I eat? I also eat quite a lot of congee, which I think is maybe in. Uh, you know, it's basically rice paste, rice that's cooked with too much water, so it's a bit gloopy. Mm-hmm. And you put meat, eggs, vegetable. Um, you know whatever you want with it and i like it because it's easier to digest and i you know it it's, it it just feels like it converts to energy quicker mm-hmm. <laughs> good to know yeah are there any are there any spots that you like would go to if, on a special occasion or if like you know if you had a dj come and play local that you booked where would you take them yeah i've i've taken a lot of dj's to this uh dumpling spot like they i think they make some of the best uh like uh chinese dumplings um in town and it's very inexpensive um the place is kind of basic looking but every dj i've taken there um especially quite a few of uh like my dj friends maybe like vegan or vegetarian and um like they do maybe i think the best um vegetarian vegan dumpling in town yeah and that's not cantonese food that's um it's from like the in northeastern part of china somewhere okay. it's like some grandma makes it yeah <laughs> the best spots yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's it called um it's called like in cantonese it's called ho hak san dong yeah which means 
Sandong is the place and Hohat means like, um, what's that, what's that word? Like hospitable, hospitable. Um, where do you go to dance? I'm a resident at a club called Min in Hong Kong and I do go there to dance quite often. Like, uh, you know, when I'm not playing and I just go and support uh, the other DJs there. Um, I, in, in terms of environment, I, 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 I like that the most. But there's, there's a few other places I'll go to. There's one called Code that right now, um, you know, well, I'm not really supposed to say, but they're because of like, put it this way, they, they, they're open a lot longer than other clubs are allowed to be. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I, like, I like it. It has a very nice uh, void sound system in there. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's much of an appetite for like international talent in Hong Kong or is it a big focus on local DJs? Um, yeah, before before COVID, definitely. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's uh, people coming in like all the time. Yeah, and you know, on a you you probably get um, you know, and and I'm not even counting, let's say, scenes and that I'm not so familiar with, but. You know, there'll be like two or three people from overseas coming over a month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I suppose there's quite a big expat community as well, isn't there? So. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, actually, the expat and local community for certain types of music is, let's say, kind of music that I play. uh, I would say it's, you know, maybe 50-50. Yeah, quite like um, mixed. There's certain there's certain types of, or there's certain crews who do certain parties where it's very maybe like it could be ninety percent expat, ten percent local, or vice versa. Yeah, I I think maybe I think it has more to do with the promoters more than the the the, the type of music or and the venues really. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the bigger clubs are going to naturally book the bigger international acts. But actually, a lot of the big clubs, they don't really need to book anybody. That's the thing. And, you know, there's a very big bottle service culture here. Like, so, you know, there's like no end to people's desire to pop bottles, (laughs) you know, with or without an international act. (laughs) We've got a couple of those um, establishments in London. I say, yeah, for sure. A lot. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, where would you go for a drink if you're going to meet up with some friends, a casual drink, not a dancey drink? Well, it could be. Uh, not a dancey drink, just it could be, it could be. That's uh, pigeonholing going for a drink. Oh, okay. Um, I'm friends like with the people who own and work at this um Japanese place called Yardbird, so and they do serve good alcohol, so I'll probably go and drink there, yeah, and get some food as well, yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, there's there's tons of bars here and I guess I stay on the Hong Kong Island side more often. I don't go over to Kowloon side for, for drinks that often. Yeah. Is there like a concentrated area where like all the main bars are? Mm, there's a few, there's a few, 
thing. Yeah, they they dotted around, but you know, different different kind of people go to different. Sure. Um, what's your What's your place? Honestly, like uh, I'm really easy, but I don't like to go too far if I'm going drinking because mm. I, I I like to be able to get home. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and um, where do you go to dig for records? Hmm. Um, I go to an area called Shamshoi Po um, to dig for secondhand records, um, specifically like old Canto Pop records or like, you know, Hong Kong records. Mm. And uh, you might also find actually some Italo disco there because Hong Kong had a, a huge Italo disco scene before, ah. um, as well as some old like some like old progressive house stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'll go to Shangshui Po. There's an area called Mong Kok as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, for newer stuff, I would only go to one shop, which is called White Noise. Yeah. Which is also in Shamshoi Po. Oh, cool. Um, do you have any favourite local cultural organisations? Um, I like to skate, so I guess like the skateboarding community is very nice here. Uh, there's that. I also, I guess, I I also like the uh, Hong Kong Community Radio people, mm. HKCR. They, uh, you know. Uh, Gavin, he puts a lot, a lot of effort into you know doing their um, uh, streams and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there any local up and coming DJ talent, producer talent, labels that you would highlight particularly from? Uh, um, yeah, there's quite a lot, like from different d- d- different genres. Yeah, like um, a lot of people have been making music. Um, I think like last year because they you know couldn't go on holiday or anything and uh, decided to make music <laughs> yeah there's there's quite a lot i i guess like there's like quite a lot of rap music here okay yeah, there's a lot of hip-hop yeah mm. a lot a lot of good talent yeah any names in particular okay well this this one record that i really like from this artist called like leia doe mm-hmm. she's not actually from hong kong her, her mom is Fei Wong, who is a, quite a famous um, canto pop singer of before. But the, her, it was done with a producer from Hong Kong, and I, I, was, I, I was very impressed, mm-hmm. although I can't remember his name. Yeah. I can find that. <laughs> <That's Yeah. okay. laughs> yeah. The album is good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The artist is called Leia Do, D O U. Yeah. Okay. Have a look out for her. Mm. Where would you go to escape in Hong Kong? So you know, it could be a park mm. or some kind of beachy area, or where would you go to escape the escape the noise? Yeah, beach is the best. Like, there's quite a few beaches here. Um, I, I would definitely go to the beach in some of the beaches in Sai Kung. Um, which is, you know, I'm on Hong Kong Island, so over on Kowloon side, that that's very good. But actually, most yeah, you can you can go there, and then you you take a boat, and then you're on some remote island. Oh wow! Um, you know, people don't yeah, people don't really associate like Hong Kong with having good beaches, but okay. like 
there's some really really good beaches there yeah that's or good. i'd go on like hikes and stuff that's pretty good to escape nature is that what kind of areas do you hike in is it far out the city or um you can actually like hike no you don't have to go very far out from the city yeah and also the way hong kong is is built i i um like there's just areas of greenery amongst the very uh some very heavily populated areas there'll be like yeah big patches of it yeah especially on hong kong island yeah just towards where the mountains are are there any parks or those kind of green areas in particular that you would say are a must go to for someone visiting i i definitely yeah you should definitely do some of the hikes right like there's this one called dragon's back that's uh very nice there's also like um hike to like the the titan reservoir that's very very nice um or you know, go out to some of the outlying islands like Lantau Island and just just hike there. There's there's tons. And yeah, kind of to round up with a, maybe a quite a big question. But now you told me you've lived there for five years. How do you think culturally it's changed? Like obviously, so much has happened in that five years. Not even just in mm. Hong Kong, with, I mean the political climate in Hong Kong, but also with COVID and that lack of movement do you think the scene slash culture has changed much um definitely um okay since like i i find right now and you see it in um all the advertising and uh you know like mass market stuff i feel hong kong is quite backwards looking in terms of its cultural references and things like that because it feels a little bit like right now we're reminiscing about like the um the past mm-hmm. already which um yeah is like quite apparent yeah as i said not only on you know like businesses um you know like more mass market stuff but even more independent things it's like very much about looking backwards yeah right yeah. now and i think that obviously has to do with you know i guess protests and you know political happenings for sure yeah you know like in terms of nightlife there's not been i I wouldn't say anything changed because of or directly because of the um uh political happenings it's also when i look at it it's just like it's a trade-off because like we've never hong kong's never never had a serious serious lockdown yeah there's never been you know, like where you couldn't leave the house it was oh, wow. always business as usual you maybe like you couldn't eat in a restaurant after a certain amount of time a uh, certain time of day okay but like i know in london you know you you know like you had to stay at home yeah we had a couple of pretty intense lockdowns yeah. so that's we never had that okay yeah. so i guess yeah. in that sense yeah way more livable <laughs> yeah yeah totally (laughs) interesting well yeah thank you so much for sharing your insights it's really really interesting oh thanks Ami yeah I hope hope it was good I think my food thing I was like I didn't really kind of present it that (laughs) no one's gonna want to come and drink soup and eat rice (laughs) we do (laughs) 